0: Holy and righteous name of Jesus. Lord, this is your day. Yes. Lord, we just thank you for being here this morning. thank you for the praises that up, Lord God. And we thank you for how you have just ministered to our hearts and our minds. And we ask you now, Lord, just to continue to do so as we sit in our tent doors waiting to hear what you have to say. In faith, Lord, I sit down. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing what only you can do. In the wonderful name of Jesus, my soul says, amen. amen. I ask you to turn in your Bibles to Luke, the 24th chapter. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 10. Luke 24 verse 1 through 10. When you have it, someone give us the page number. 858. 858 in the Red Bibles. 858 in the Red Bibles. Luke 24, verses 1 through 10. When you have it, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. (laughs) On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, The women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord. Mm -hmm. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. and on the third day be raised again mm-hmm. then they remembered his words when they came back from the tomb they told all these things they told all these things to the 11 and to the others it was mary magdalene joanna mary the mother of james and the others with him who told this to the apostles I want you to look at this group of women that we have listed in this scripture. And God calls each of them by name, which is something he does not often do in scripture. He says that there was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, which you know I love, and Mary, the mother of James, and some other women that were there. Now, I don't know why God listed their names, but perhaps he felt like their names would be familiar to us. But I want you to notice that there's one name that is noticeably absent, and that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. She was not among the group that went out early in the morning to anoint the body of her son. Mm. If you ask yourself the question, well, why wasn't Mary there? Mm-hmm. Mary wasn't there because she was brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. I want you just to try and imagine for a moment the 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 feelings and the anxiety and the the frustration and the fear and the doubt that is probably going through her mind right now, because the last image that she has seen of her son was when he hung on the cross and when he took the time to tell John, one of his disciples, that he, she, he wanted him to take care of her after he was gone. I wonder if Mary, when remembering the, the last image that she had of her son, I wonder if her mind went back to that day 33 and a half years before when the angel Gabriel had told, come to her and told her that she was going to have a son and he said to her, blessed shall thy be among women. Yes. I imagine her pondering that statement right now because I imagine her wondering and questioning in her mind, I thought I was going to be blessed. I thought that when God told me that I was going to have this child, and this child was going to be His child. I thought it was just going to be all these wonderful things. How am I called blessed now when I'm at home with my heart breaking? That's why Mary wasn't there. The sermon isn't about Mary, but I just want you to—I just want you to consider that. That's why she's not there with the rest of the women. But I want you to notice that not only Mary's name was not mentioned as far as being there, I want you to notice that the names of the men, the disciples, they also were not there. And when I would thought about it and, you know, I kind of questioned the Lord a little bit, I said, well, I would have expected his inner circle, you know, Peter, James, and John. Those were the ones that was his inner circle. I would have expected for them to be there on that Sunday morning, going to anoint the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, but they were not there either. They were not there because not only were they were they uh, their heart broken, but they were not there because of fear and intimidation. But I want you to notice that the women are there. Despite the fear And this, this is not a sermon that's Lifting women up and bashing men It's not that But it's just that it's sometimes in life Women are the ones That have to push through even when their heart is breaking. Sometimes in life, it is a woman that has to keep things going and moving, even when their world is turning upside down and they don't understand. Sometimes it's the woman, women that have to push through. And I just say that because at times men and women act differently Mm -hmm. in a given situation yeah. and it's not putting down one and lifting up. It's just the way that things are. Yeah. So in this particular uh, particular morning, and I thank God, I got to to do this sermon. I thank God for this morning, mm-hmm. this particular morning. Okay. These women decide that they're going to go to the tomb mm-hmm. and complete the processing of the anointing of his body, you see the the Friday before the the uh, you know the Friday before when Jesus hung on the cross. You know that Joseph of Arimathea, y'all know the story if you've been in Scripture for any length of time. Joseph of Arimathea had gone to Pilate and asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. He asked him, can I take his body down off the ground? He's already been declared dead. Can I take his body down so we can bury him because it's fast approaching the Sabbath. And we're not allowed, we're not permitted to touch a dead body on the Sabbath. So Joseph of Arimathea goes and he asks Pilate for the body. But if you read the scripture when Joseph of Arimathea gets his body, there was another man with him. And his name was, I should ask you, but I'm not. His name was Nicodemus. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus are the ones that took Jesus' body down off the cross to bury his body. But I want you to remember Nicodemus. You remember when scripture said that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night? He didn't come to see Jesus. Remember, he was asking Jesus and Jesus said to him, you must be born again. You know the story in John the third chapter. But in at that time in John the third chapter, when Nicodemus came, he came at night. Because he didn't want the other religious leaders to know that he was interested in following Jesus Mm -hmm. because they had already said that if anybody proclaimed the name of Jesus, they would be put out of the synagogue. Mm -hmm. So I want you to think about that. You got to have thinking minds. You got to have inquiring minds because not only was it Joseph of Arimathea, it was Nicodemus, but now Nicodemus is out in the open. Mm -hmm. He is no longer hiding Behind his faith. He is no longer being afraid. Of what's going to happen. If he shows allegiance to Jesus. He is out in. I wonder what happened. With Nicodemus. I wonder when Jesus told him. You must be born again. I wonder if that. At that moment. That he became a, a believer in Christ. That he became. I don't know when it happened. But I know that It happened. Because he's there now at the cross, taking his body down. Scripture says that Nicodemus came with 75 pounds of spices. You got to understand how they uh, buried bodies in those days. He came with 75 pounds of spices and they came with linen cloths that they packed the body of Jesus and they wrapped the body of Jesus in the linen cloth, the spices were to keep the aroma down as a person's body decayed. Okay, I'm I'm painting a picture with you. You gotta understand all this other kind, uh, all this stuff. Okay, so at any rate, Joseph, Amer- I mean Nicodemus brought seventy-five pounds of spices, but the women, you know how we are. We want to make sure that everything is done correctly, and because it was. Friday, and it was getting ready to go into the Sabbath day, they knew that they could not go and anoint the body or help to put the spices on the body. They had to rest all day on the Sabbath. But what they did was they prepared some spices and early Sunday morning, they said, we're going to go and we're going to make sure that they did our Lord right. We're going to go. Yes, his body is bruised, bruised and beaten and he's dead, but we're going to go there and we're going to make sure that the men wrapped our Lord's body and anointed his body as they should. Think of the mindset. I'm trying to paint a picture to you, okay? But when they got to the tomb, scripture says that God had already sent an angel from on high. Because they had, in another place of scripture, if you read the scripture, it said how they wondered how they were going to roll that stone away. Because some historians say that that stone weighed over 2,000 pounds. But you see, they were so into their their feelings. They were so into how much they loved the Lord. They were so into, I want to do this last thing for my God. They didn't think about the impossibility of the situation, we gonna go and do the best that we can do. And that's what God is calling on each and every one of us to do this morning. That sometimes it may seem like the situation is an impossible situation that you can't handle it all by yourself. But God said, go and do what you can do and I'll supply the rest. We talked about that in Bible study one day last week that God doesn't call you to do anything that he doesn't empower you to do it. God doesn 't tell you to do anything that he doesn 't give you the strength and the wisdom and the wherewithal to do what He has called Amen. you to do Amen. so they go to the tomb. Mm-hmm. the rock stone has been rolled away. They look inside, and when they looked inside, they saw a sight that could have put them in perpetual shock. Mm-hmm. They could, have, they could have had a stroke at that moment. And the reason why it was such a profound moment was when they looked inside, the body of Jesus was gone. I need y'all to understand Resurrection Sunday. I need you to think about if the fact that it was your loved one laying in the coffin and you had not had a chance to uh, put your favorite ring on them or whatever, and you go and you open the coffin and the body is not there. I want you to imagine how with your mom and with your mom and with my son, and if the body was gone, what effect it would have had on you. Yeah. So these women are, are in shock. These women are, they, they're trying to process what is going on. Okay, but all of a sudden, they see two men. Angels often appear as people. Okay, and scripture says that the two men had on clothes that were as bright as lightning. Mm-hmm. Not as white. I mean, you know, we did this mm-hmm. to make the sanctuary just reflect the holiness and the righteousness of God with everything in white and all this other kind of, but it's nothing in comparison. It said that their robes were like lightning Mm -hmm. and they're sitting there and when the women come in and they're confused and and they go over and they they approach them, they say, why are you here? Mm -hmm. Why are you crying? He is not here. He has risen as he said. And one thing I want y'all to realize and one thing I want you to remember is that when Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea took the body of Jesus, scripture says he buried him in his tomb. He buried him in his own tomb because scripture prophesied and he did not know it, but scripture prophesied that the Messiah would be buried in a borrowed tomb. Do you see why he was buried and he only needed it for three days and three nights? Mm -hmm. So he didn't have to have his own tomb. He didn't have to have his own car. He didn't have to have any of that because he wasn't going to need it that long. So God allowed him to borrow someone else's just to use it for a little while. And I want you to think about one thing. I want you to think about the fact that when they got to the tomb and the uh, stone was rolled away, I want you to understand the stone was not rolled away for Jesus to get out. I want you to understand the stone was not rolled away for Jesus to get out. The stone was rolled away so that we could get in and see that the tomb was empty. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you got to see God moving all throughout this resurrection story. You got to understand what Resurrection Sunday is all about. Sometimes we take it so lightly, sometimes we take it so glibly. But God said, I want you to understand what the resurrection was all about. I moved the stone, not so Jesus could get out, but I moved the stone so that they could get in and bear witness that the tomb was empty. Brothers and sisters in Christ, if that doesn't do anything for you, Mm -hmm. I don't know what is going to do anything for you. You say, Pastor, somebody says, Pastor. Well, if Jesus didn't walk out the tomb like Lazarus did, remember when he raised Lazarus? Y'all remember? And the scripture said that Lazarus Lazarus came, you know, walking out of the tomb and all that. If he didn't walk out like that, how did he get out? I'm not going to be able to tell you all that right now. I preached it to you before and you should know it. But Jesus now has his resurrected glorified body that transcends time and space mm-hmm. that can go through walls or anything else. So I want you to understand that, and that may be part of another sermon that's going to be coming up because we're not even going in that. But at any rate, I want you to understand that he had his new resurrected glorified body mm-hmm. that walls could not hold him in. Mm-hmm. Prison bars could not hold him in. Amen. A rock outside the opening could not hold him in. Soldiers that were standing out there guarding the uh, tomb, to make sure the disciples could did not come and and steal his body. They could not hold him in. I want you to understand, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that scripture tells us that uh, Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay my life down, and I got the power to take it back up again. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you got to see the majesty in the resurrection of Christ. But you know what the Lord told me? He said, Joanne, after you explain all this, Mm -hmm. I want you to ask them what the title of the sermon is. He said, I want you to ask them, what if there was no resurrection? Mm. With all the things that we just talked about, what if there was no resurrection? And God told me to let you all know that now you've got to get your Bibles. What if there was no resurrection? resurrection. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we walk around talking about Jesus's death, and that's a good thing to talk about his death. God tells us that we are saved by his blood and all of that, but sometimes we need to talk about the resurrection just as much as we talk about his death. You say, "Pastor, why is his resurrection so important?" First of all, I want you to turn to Ephesians 2. Tour, tour. Ephesians 2. Verse 4 and 5. What if and, and these questions, I need them to sink from your head to your heart. I need you to understand what it would be like if there was no resurrection. Ephesians 2, verse 4 and 5. Ephesians 2, when you have it, somebody give page number for the Red Bibles. Anybody has it? 947 in the Red Bibles. What if there was no resurrection? You have it. Speak to me, Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because look at this. I need you to look. I need you to see it. I need everybody. First, I was going to have y'all look at these scriptures because of time. And God said, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 2, verse 4 and 5. Because of his great love for us. God, who is rich in mercy, yeah. made us alive with Christ Amen. even when we were dead in trespasses. Amen. Do you see that? Yes. Yeah. Do you? It said, because of great, God's great love for us, it says, He made us alive. Alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our trespasses or our sins. If there was no resurrection, you would still be dead in your sin. If there was no resurrection, you would still be spiritually dead. And spiritual death is separation from Almighty God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, do you understand why there had to be a resurrection? Yeah. Do you understand that if Jesus had not risen from the dead, we would have no help and we would have no hope? You say, Pastor, what does that mean? Turn to Psalms 46.1. 46, one. I want you all to write these texts down. I want you to chew on them when you go home. But I need you to understand that if there was no resurrection, we would be spiritually dead. We would have no hope. There would be—I mean—in the world that we live in, the now, in—in yeah. in the now, in now—with all the craziness that are going on, you know—is we have to hold on to our hope yeah. in order to be able to live in this world. But look at what God says in verse Psalms forty-six, one. You got it. Yeah. Speak to me, Lord. Somebody tell us the page. What is it? 455. 455? Five. Four five five. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Page 455. Amen. Oh, this one makes me want to cry, but you know I'm a crybaby anyway. You ready? Yeah. God is our refuge and strength. A very what? A very what? Very present. When? A very ever-present in the, when is it? In the time of trouble. If Jesus hadn't risen from the dead, you would have no hope when you had troubles in your life. When your life felt like it was spiraling, spiraling, however you say the word, downhill, when it seemed like everything was falling apart, when you felt like that you didn't know how you were going to live from one day to the next, how you were going to do this or that or the other, what was it that kept you through? It was the resurrection of Jesus because if Jesus was not alive, would be, you would have no help and you would have no hope. He is a very present help. to is not just present. He's a very present help. Yes. And ever present help yes. in the time of need. Amen. Where would you go? Amen. You couldn't come to your mom. Nope. You couldn't come. Nobody would have any help. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be able to help you. Mm-hmm. So if there was no resurrection, first of all, we would still be spiritually dead. Yes. Yes. Second of all, if there was no resurrection, there would be no hope and no help. I want you to think about when you were diagnosed with a certain disease, mm-hmm. when you were told that this is what you had and this is how long this was going, to, where would your help have come from? How would you have been able to maintain if it had not been for the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus yeah. the Christ? Thank you you got to get that from your head to your yeah. heart. You say, Pastor, what else? Okay. If there was no resurrection, you would still be dead in your sin. This one you don't have to turn to because you should know it. For God says the wages of sin is death. So not only would you be spiritually dead, but when you died, that would be the end. Do you understand? The wages of sin. God said what you work for is what you get paid for. And you've not you you all because you've been saved now. But what you've been working for all your life Mm -hmm. is sin. You've been working for sin all your life. And God says the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. You're going to get paid what you work for. Why is the resurrection so important? I have a couple more and we'll be finished. Turn to Romans 8, 34b. 8, 34b. This is the last one you'll have to turn to. 834B. What page? 917. 834B. You have it? Speak to me, Lord. Just look at the last part of the verse. Jesus is at the right hand of God and is also doing what? Also doing what? What is interceding? Mm-hmm. Talking, for us. Talking for us. What else? Praying for us. You would not have someone in heaven praying for you if there was no resurrection. Sometimes the prayers that we pray just are not strong enough. Jesus gets in and he intercedes. He taught, as, as Gregory said, he talks to the Father on our behalf. Satan in Scripture tells us that Satan comes all the time before the Father, trying to accuse us, saying, did you see what Joanne did yesterday? Did you see what Adrian did last night? Did you see what Sheree and Jesus, every time he tries to accuse us because we are covered in the blood, Jesus steps up and says, yes, she did it but I paid the price for it already. Yes, she did it, but I paid the price for it already. you got to forgive her. You've got to forgive her because I paid the price. We would have no intercessor praying on our behalf if Jesus had not risen from the dead. If Jesus had not risen from the dead, this is the last point, no scripture with it, but it's a point. If Jesus had not risen from the dead, that would mean that the father had not accepted his sacrifice. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. No, you got to get that. Hallelujah. If Jesus had not paid the perfect price, you remember in the old Testament when the high priest went into Holy, the Holy, and you remember how if they went in with any kind of sin,
1: in their life,
0: that they were immediately killed by God. They could not come into the holies of holy with unconfessed sin in their life. That's the way it is with coming into God's presence. If Jesus had died and he had some kind of sin in his life, which we praise God he didn't, then he never could have been risen from the dead. God would have said, that sacrifice was not holy. Remember, the lambs that were slain had to be holy and without blemish. You remember that? That was the only kind of lamb that could be brought to God to be offered for a sacrifice. That is why Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. If Jesus had not been a sufficient sacrifice, God would have left him in the grave. Yes. Do you understand that? Yes. So we praise God. Yes. We exalt, we magnify, we, yes. we just revel in the fact yes. that there is a resurrection. Yes. That question is a mute point because yes. there is resurrection. You don't yeah. have to ask yourself, well, what if there was no... I don't care what the answer is because I know there was a resurrection. I know that the tomb was empty. I know that Jesus... Hallelujah, has risen from the dead. And the part that I want to kind of end this with this morning is the fact of what the angels said to the women. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? And God said to you this morning that some of the problems that people have with Jesus, with accepting Jesus, is because they are looking for a dead Jesus and not a live Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, a dead Jesus cannot do anything for you. A dead Jesus hanging on the cross cannot do a thing for you. It is only a Jesus that is alive and well that can move in your life. Amen. Why do you look for the living of, among the dead? Yeah. God says we no longer have to look for things in this world. Yeah. They say they bring life but all they do is bring death. Yes. We no longer have to look for things in our life, for relationships in our life that are supposed to bring us life, but all they do is bring us death. God says we no longer have to look to the bright lights of this world in order to try and find life. When the bright lights of this world, all they're going to do is bring you death. Why look for life among death? And that's what God wants you to think about this morning. Your time, your energy, your focus, is it on dead things? Those dead things are not going to give you life. And you say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? I mean by that they're not going to bring you satisfaction. They may please you for a moment. They may please you for a half hour but they're not going to please you forever. Yeah. Amen. Do you understand? Yeah. Why look for the living among the dead? Amen. God said this morning, place your hope, your dreams, and your trust in him. Place your hope, your dreams, and your trust in him. Our God, Jesus, was willing to come into this life and to die in order to give us life. And then he arose from the dead to show that he is the victor over death, hell, and the grave. God came to this world to bring life into our death. Get that. Everybody in here going to die. Everybody in here. But God says, I'm going to bring life in the midst of your death. Amen. So the death is simply a passageway yes. for you to get from eternity present to eternity future. Amen. Why or oh, what if Jesus had not risen from the dead? Amen. That's a mute point. Mm. Yeah. He has risen. Yes. Amen. 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 amen and amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Adrian. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Yes, my God. My God. My God. Oh, his The name of this song is he, he Chose to Die. He chose to die. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. He decided to die just to save me. I want you to listen to this, this is an old song. Words. Yes. Came From Yes, I They said if you be who you say you are Yes, come on down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He didn't answer that. Yes, Lord God, tempting him. him. Oh, yes, Lord. He, yes. God. Listen, if he had come down, if he had come down, listen to this. our soul will still be lost. There has to be a resurrection. Easter Sunday Sunday is not about the bunnies, chocolate eggs. Oh Lord, it's about my Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My soul. Oh, my soul would still be lost.